Broadcasting from the live network studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Is this Elvis's best song? Yes. Yeah. Is that the last time I played this? Yeah, this is Elvis's best song. I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did that whole. But I love Promised Land yeah. when he does when he does Chuck Berry's Promised Land. Can't go There's also that one that uh, Malcolm Gladwell did a a thing on the one that Elvis couldn't. The song Elvis cried every time he sang. Really? Did you ever hear of this song? No. I, I'm drawing a blank on the title of it, but it was uh, essentially about a guy singing to his fan and. Kind of how he blew the relationship, and it was the only person he ever loved. And it was it was ultimately the story of him and Priscilla. Oh, really? And after they split up, Elvis would still play it like once every so often, but rarely. Right. And every t- every live recording of him that you can find, he's crying. He gets choked up, and he can't do the. There's this one part of the so, so he can like oh, oh, he, he oh, can so, start he can start, start the song. He can start the song fine, but once he gets to this sort of wacky middle of it part where he sings off he always gets choked up but he can never he can never do it oh my goodness yeah. well Elvis. gladwell called the song something like paraxis it's called where you can't say something it's some medical or you know whatever okay. a psychological thing paraxis and Malcolm Gladwell did a thing on it. it interesting. Pretty interesting, yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, it's like paralysis uh, of the speech. I have paralysis when I see the word mammoth right now. <laughs> After yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Folks, we're still tired. <laughs> I, I Just have, tired. I know I haven't had a beer since Memorial Day weekend, and somehow I feel like I was on a bender when I woke up this morning. Uh, I just, just a brutal I just game. Can't, I just can't get over it. Just you know? a brutal game. I don't even want to get into it because it was so frustrating on so many different levels, it's hard to even know where to start. What time However, did you go to bed last night? Start with that one and one. About you? one. Yeah, I was up till two thirty because I. First of all, I hadn't eaten because we right. got to the game at three. It, it was, was a, a three-hour rain delay. It was a very long day. So I was starving, and uh, <sighs> just you could hear it in our voice. It didn't. It didn't help that the Mets were playing the Dodgers last night. Oh, so out that LA. Was on. Right. So I came home, and by the time I finished eating, which took some time, <laughs> I ate for about an hour. <laughs> And uh, they were in about the seventh inning, something like that. Five-run lead. Right. You know. Did you close it out? No, our uh, superstar closer uh, gave up uh, four runs in the ninth uh, without recording an out. Actually, the the last guy was a fly. It was a sacrifice fly. So he got, you know, the out on the Good sacrifice fly. And it blew the lead. The Dodgers. So. Wow. The one thing was, at least I didn't have any money on it. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> the whole time I'm watching Those are like, the worst. How did I not bet the Mets? They were plus 200. Yeah. Those are when I don't even know it's a game, and then I tune in to watch my team blow it. That's my least favorite thing in the <laughs> world. The that was the life of being a Brewer fan. After the yeah, I had, that, I had that quite a bit. Oh, I, yesterday was not a good day I for me in the soccer no world. no nails left either, no. by the way. Um, all right, let's get on to what the folks came here for, Nick, which is the Quizzo Trivia Podcast, not the AC Atlantic uh, FC Podcast, although... That'd probably be a good one. Too. Well, they should come out to uh, the Hamilton Mall. Hamilton Mall, um, one p.m. The Hamilton 1 PM, Mall. We'll be giving out free tickets, pep rally, t-shirts, hats, different stuff, and then uh, headed Meet over to uh, players in Egg yeah. Harbor Township uh, High School to uh, watch us take on Hershey FC, who yes. I'm very fond of. Spirited game. Yes. Um, 
All right, I've got a great one for you to lead off this first. Uh, this is episode 111, Nick. 111. 111. 111. Um, oh, so you know what? This is a perfect question to lead off. Do you know what character in Game of Thrones was named after Phil Sims, New York Giants quarterback? Yes. The Giant. Yes. Do you remember the Giant's name? You're just going to call him the Giant? Yeah. His name was not Phil. His name was 1-1. Yes. His All name right. was 1-1. One, one. Right, so there you start. go. Here's your first question <laughs> in episode oh, one, 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 one. Yeah, so the giant, uh, George R. R. Martin. About, we, never, we never really talked about uh, the Game of Thrones. And, and we kind of uh, brazed over it last week in frustrations. But one one who was the giant that John was friends with from north of the wall was named after Phil Sims, Giants quarterback. And uh, you will see somewhere in the books there is a reference to uh, – I forgot what the title is, but uh, it was uh, Belicho. Uh, whose sudden unbeaten run of uh, victories was ended when he was abruptly eaten by a giant. And that was a direct reference to Bill Belichick's uh, Patriots team that lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Are there any good nicknames for George R.R. R. Martin so you don't have to say that name every time? Like, do you just call him R.R.? R.R.? No, I haven't gotten on the... What about uh, Germ? Germ. George R.R. R. Martin. The Germ. <laughs> germ. Yeah, I think we found it. I think we found his name. But so I'm gonna I'm gonna Jerm, show you something that'll freak you out. Is Jerm a Jet fan or a Giants fan? He's a Jet fan. I thought you told me he was a Jet fan. Yeah, he's a Jet fan who like is sympathetic to the Giants because they're in New York. That's insane. Yeah. How do people live like that? I don't know. I had a friend in college because you're so jaded being a Jet fan and you never win anything that you want to try to peripherally get excited by something else. It's it's a lie. You he, know my he friend doesn't... in college, Simberwitz, who's a huge Mets fan, right? And we would go to the Mets playoff game. Sure, drive from Sarah. His name is not. I don't know who you're talking about, but his name's. I wasn't going to use his real name, but anyway, uh, <laughs> we just called him Simberwitz. Right. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so we used to drive from Syracuse to the, you know, to Shea to see all the Mets games or whatever, and it used to drive me effing crazy. That he would root for the Yankees. Yeah. Also. Yeah. I just. It's like, how do you. You can't do that. We have been beaten down by their fans. No. For how I can't. I can't root for like the Rangers and the Islanders. And this was before 2000. So it wasn't like the Yankees and the Mets had ever really. Played. Interleague was How do you live in a city with the most dominant team in the sport? And then. It's the worst. Still root for them? Have you ever seen the picture of George R. R. Martin in high school germ, and please. Germ and John Snow? You want to know so why this man me, was casted? You're telling me. Wow. There's your future of the Lord Commander. And it's funny because all the girls love uh Kid Harrington, right? Yeah, not him. Germ never got the love. <laughs> No one was after Germ, but he doesn't he. It's funny aren't how they he like, made his protagonist exactly basically look, like look him. exactly like him. Go get this picture of the side by side, folks. It's frightening. They basically have the same everything, except like one guy's like a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, one guy's a little one guy's more like the ugly version of the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was going to try to compliment the one guy before I just yeah rip them apart. But the all one right. guy can really fill up a photo, if you know what I mean. He can. <laughs> hey, you can really fill up a photo. <laughs> now that is a line. That is a line. All right. Uh, what do you got for me? I got plenty of stuff for you in today's trivia podcast, but uh, you want to lead off Are with something? Are you a fan of, um, what's that show, Black Mirror? Do you watch Black Mirror? No. I'm not a fan of it. No, but I, I you know, I know, was, was it uh, Lady Gaga was in an episode, or somebody big was in an Miley episode? Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, 
Yeah, I mean, I force myself to watch them, even though I don't particularly get a good feeling about them or right. like them. They're well made. They're okay, like, they're definitely well made. They're like uh, Twilight Zone, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. But look at towards the future and how technology is going to shape the way that we all, um, yeah, you know, are screwed. Just totally creeps based me out. on technology. So anyway, there's uh, one, and I don't know the name of it, but it's the one with Bryce Dallas Howard. Ooh, like she, her. She appeared in one. Yeah, I'm a fan. It's my favorite one, where. Pretty much people are all walking around with their phones like they already are. Right. <laughs> and every interaction you have with somebody, you get rated. Okay? So you and I would have a conversation, say, on an elevator. Right. And then when we're done, turn around and I give you five stars, you give me five stars or whatever. Right. But what, what ends up happening is based on your rating, all sorts of doors start to open and close for you in life. Right. So, like, for instance, like the complex you live in. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not a 4.2, you don't you can't live there. <laughs> and even go so far as if you're a 4.8, you would get a discount on the room. Right. So, so you're all everyone's your rating. Yes. So right, it's very creepy. It's very creepy. Yeah. So anyway, I'll ask you this: What company will be deactivating users based on low ratings? Because it is now happening in real life here. What company will be deactivating users based on low ratings? Snapchat? Nope. Uh, Facebook? No, nope. they don't deactivate anybody. They want to activate. <laughs> They'll take them all. Take them all. Twitter? Nope. I don't know any left. You didn't say it. It's just, just, Instagram? Just, just, just happened. The news was announced. Uber. Uber. Your Uber rating now, if you have a low Uber rating... You will no longer be able to use the service. They're cutting people off. So, your first little taste into uh, Black Mirror coming true. So, be careful. Wow. Be careful. But you know what, though? Good. Because you know how how rude most people are. It's good for Uber drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about this for a second. Like, I have I have a flawless Uber rating, right? That's it. It's possible. How many trips? Let's find out. We're going to do this lifetime, folks. I've never even looked at my rating once. I know I'm not flawless because I had a contest with somebody else who, I think it was three of us who had never looked, and I know that I did not have the highest rating. But it also depends. Like, if you're up against somebody who never uses it. No, I'm certainly not flawless. I mean, I don't know that I don't know how many, how many trips I've had, but I've had a ton. Let's you see my see. bank statement. <laughs> Let's see. So, but does they it give me you, a does Christmas it, present? Does it give Uber. me any more into anything about my? Well, rating? do you have your star rating? Yeah, I have my star rating. All right, so go ahead. Uh, what's yours? Four point eight seven. Four point nine three. Yeah, but you know, I mean, in my defense, I use it because I've been drinking too much and I don't want to drive. So, you know, I could see you being a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I mean, uh, you've been with me a four point eight seven. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Right? <laughs> that's pretty. Well, yeah. my best. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. No, <laughs> Could have been worse. Sure. That's for sure. So what's the cutoff? I don't know. I don't even know if they announced it. They just announced that they're going to start deactivating people. That's going to be funny. You're going out with somebody and be like, I can't use the Uber, bro. You're going to have to call <laughs> them. <laughs> I'm not allowed. Well, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of banned. banned. I also wonder how long the ban lasts. Like, 
if you are banned, is it a lifetime or can you ever get back? I don't know, but I love it. That's that really is pretty remarkable. So yeah, so that's a Black Mirror moment for <laughs> oh, you, that, if, definitely. If, if forever. Um, all right, well, that's a Black Mirror. Too. Even if you don't like Black Mirror, watch that one, and and let me know if you like it because I'll because t- I watched them all and a lot of them are, you know. Here or there, yeah. That's a good. That's one. a good one. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably enjoy it's, that. It's a good because you just you kind of watch this girl's life like in one day she's been working her whole life towards this rating, and like just one day something doesn't go her way, and a spiral hits. How you could just your whole life could just end in a day, you know, just because of one incident at an airport or something. You know, <laughs> like, like you know, I mean, I remember being in a DMV once. And I've never had, like, murderous thoughts or anger right, just, towards anybody. You had a bad day. But I, I was in a DMV once, and I remember, like, I, I'm glad I don't carry Your past gun. actions don't track <laughs> because, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because, like, I could shoot somebody right now. Yeah, like, she's having that kind of day. And, uh, yeah, anyway. All right, so here is uh, the question for you. Shoot. Okay. Um, are you aware of Army Hammer? Right, the actor? Army Hammer. Yeah. Okay, so he's not. The, he wasn't the first openly gay uh, basketball player. No. Thinking of somebody else. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you're thinking of, but Army Hammer. Uh, he, he is. Yeah, I know Army Hammer. Yeah, I know. he's an actor. He was in that uh, movie where he plays the gay guy and the young boy in Italy. Oh yeah. Okay. It was uh, up for best picture. I, fair I, enough. I saw it. it Do you know good. who his great grandfather is? Is his name Armand? Yes. Is his name Armand Hammer? Yes. His name is Armand Hammer. Right. So you've heard of the brand Armand Hammer. Of course. Right? I use it. Uh, so here's the true or false question for you. Soda. True or false? Armand Hammer owned Armand Hammer. True or false? False. True. Oh. Armand Hammer did not start Armand Hammer. He it became was Arm the Armand Hammer. Right? Arm and Hammer. His right. name was Armand Hammer. So he's like, that's my name. That's funny. So he bought the company? So he bought the controlling interest in a seat on the board of directors. But what? he was not the founder of it. He wasn't the founder He just happened to have the same name as the so company. So Arm and Hammer. Yes. But his and name was Arm and Hammer. Armand Hammer. And he, and he thought it was funny. Yeah. So he bought it. That's right. That's great. <laughs> what a story. That's, uh, that's Armand Hammer, if you're, if you're looking for him. He looks like uh, uh, Colonel Sanders, sort of. The Colonel Sanders of baking soda, we'll call him. All right, so what do you got for me? You want to move on to sports? Move on to sports. Okay. Good enough. Uh, let's see. Okay. That's a good one for you. What quarterback has thrown touchdown passes to the greatest number of receivers? The most receivers. Yes. Not most touchdowns, but no. has thrown touchdowns to, to the, the most, most number receivers. of different receivers. Yes. Let's go with Tom Brady. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Right? He's like throwing. <laughs> The, if you go back to 2001 and start looking at the oh, names gosh. that were catching touchdown passes, their kids are being drafted. Yeah, and just the names are uh, just... Yeah, Chad Johnson's son is now in college. It so just it's doesn't like, matter. Like every year, it's just got four different guys. Right, and, and it's there. a graveyard once you leave. You're done. Oh, you leave no New England. Success. No, uh, I can't think of a single guy that left Deion there. Lewis. Well, they're, they're, they all dry up. Yeah, they all dry up. The best, the one who signed the most lucrative deal ever was uh, Branch, right? Dion Branch. Oh, shit. It was it, horrible. In Seattle. He never did anything, and he was back on the Patriots eventually, and then he still never did anything. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a ghost, uh, ghost land. All right. Um, 
This is a good one for you. You ready? Yep. Peyton Manning's last game with the Indianapolis Colts was a loss to what team? The last game Peyton Manning ever played for the Indianapolis Colts was a loss to what team? Was this... This was the season he played, right? Because didn't he miss a year? It was the whole the... year because of the neck injury. That's when they went 1-15 and they drafted So not that season? No, he did not play a game for them. Okay, so it was the season before that. Season before that. Hmm. You want me to word it how I'm going to word it on the quiz? Well. There's a little hint. There's I mean, my, my, hint. The, the, the obvious, just ironic answer is Denver, but I don't think that that's it for some reason. It's not. Yeah, okay. So let me, let me think. Peyton Manning's last game with the Colts was a home playoff loss against what team? The Jets. Yes. <laughs> Mark Sanchez. I could tell by the twinkle in your eye when you read that. I didn't even need a second. I didn't even need a second. You had Mark Sanchez look in your defeated, eye. defeated Peyton Manning. That was the happy, one of the happiest the days Jets. of your life. We beat Tom Brady and, and Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning in back-to-back weeks. And he, and he had, Sanchez. Uh, could have been Ben Roethlisberger, ben. too. Yeah, they got us at the end. We we could have won that game. If we had more time, we would have won that game. Well, you, what was it, 14 nothing in the first yeah. quarter? Yeah, we, could, we, we the ball like over. the first play, we, yeah. it was like a return for a touchdown. It was somehow 14 nothing in the first play. <laughs> like the first like blink of an eye. Yeah, yeah and then it was just we crawled and our way back. it was a back. grind. Yeah. yeah, and we almost got back, but not. Yeah, that was the year the Packers won the Super Bowl. Yes, it was, which I'm happy for. I'm happy for you. Um, all right, what else you got? Yeah, that was a great year. I got one more good sports question, then we'll move on to geography history. All right, so this one, there's four answers, but I'm going to do it two for 10, three for 20, because I think the fourth one is such a challenge. But anyway, here you go. I like this a lot. Two for 10, three for 20. Name the cities with the most titles in all four North American pro sports. Name the four cities with the most titles in any of the four major pro North American sports. You're going to hate my first answer. Boston. Uh, Okay, Boston is number two. Yeah, because they've been winning just relentlessly. Yes. uh, Not only the Sixers, uh, I mean the, the Celtics, the history of them, but now the Patriots have won everything, and now the Bruins are perennial winners. The Red Sox have started to win. So collectively, Boston's number, number two. two. New York, number one. All right. So what you see right there is you have the Yankees, which is a dominant team that's won so many, so of many. Them. and then you have the Celtics, which is a dominant team that has won, won so, many. so many of them. So you got two. You got your ten points, and okay. I think people will get there. Now I think it's going to be hard to get to twenty. You got one answer. You got two shots at it. There's, you need. You need to get and this it right. is the next city with the most championships after Boston and New York. Yes. Yeah, so you got three and four are left. And I didn't do four for 20 because I think it's too hard. I think three is fair See, for the 20. See, by you saying that, it makes me think L.A. is not an answer because L.A. seems like it'd be obvious because you've got the Lakers and the Dodgers and it's a big market. But really, if you start to inspect, nobody else wins anything there. Rams don't win anything. They were gone forever. The Raiders were there, gone forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the Kings. They don't win anything. So I'm not going to say that. I'm going to take them out, and that seems too obvious an answer. I think that's so, what people put. I think yeah, I think because York, it's the Chicago. third biggest city. But really, you got the Lakers and you got a handful of Dodgers championships, and that's really what you got. There's mm-hmm. you know, there's do you count Anaheim? But they don't. You know, what do they do? 
I mean, I probably wouldn't count them, but what if they won one World Series? Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's not even... Did the Ducks win one, maybe? Maybe. So they got two? Maybe. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Maybe. All right. Uh, So let's talk about Midwest. I mean, there's another ghost town of championships, Chicago. I mean, they win nothing ever. The Bears won. One for the Cubs. One for the White Sox. Everything else has been trash except the Bulls. Blackhawks have a couple. They've been around forever, so I'm going to knock them out of the list. I'm not going to choose Chicago. Uh, anything in Texas? Spurs. I only have one. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's an interesting one. I'm going to say Pittsburgh. No. Damn. Chicago. Chicago? Yeah. Really? We got the Bulls with six. Yeah. I don't know how many the Blackhawks have won, but. Not a lot. You've got uh, one for the Cubs. One well, the for Cubs the White have the Sox. one. Oh, this is all time. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. So so. But do, okay. But does that count NFL championships? Yeah. Oh, so titles. Right. So then the Bears would definitely be contributing a lot to that list. But More it's all, so but it's all pre nineteen sixty. Yeah. yeah That's why I said it's trash. Yeah. And then the other one is just really outside the box. But if you just think about how many championships one team has in one sport, St. Louis. No, it's in Canada. Oh, the Canadians? The Canadians have so many in titles hockey? in hockey. That they're that on just the in list. hockey alone, they're on the list, yeah. But they don't, they're not even... They're the all-time... The, the, all- the Expos never won anything. They don't have a football team. They don't right, have but a, the Canadians have won more championships than, than any team in hockey. Right. So just those, those alone, alone beats anybody else. So I was saying, out. I thought St. Louis, because outside of the Yankees... The Cardinals have won the most World Series. Right, but I think the Cardinals have won like nine yeah, World Series. The Canadians have like 20 Stanley Cups. I asked this question in the quiz. Did you already do the quizzes? Have you seen everything? Uh, I don't know. I asked For the uh, alternate. Do you know the NHL team that's gone the longest, the oldest team yes, without winning the Stanley it. Cup? Yeah, yeah. St. Louis. That's a so, good one, especially because yeah. it's relevant now, to the time. Right. Yeah. They've never won. Um, all right, that's a good one. That's a, that's a great one. Yeah, it, you know, that was... I, I was I 10, went right to Chicago, 20. but like if you think about my lifetime, the Bulls, but that's it. Yeah, in Pittsburgh, you've got the six titles of uh, the Steelers, football, and, then and then the then Penguins have, the have been Penguins. winning a ton. And the Pirates have at least one, right? So I figured, plus they had some old one, like nineteen sixty, they won the title. Seventy nine, the they won the title. Okay. Oh, Seventy nine is the one I was thinking of. Okay. Oh, but nineteen sixty, that was when Bill Mazeroski okay, beat so they the got, Yankees. They got two. Yeah, so I don't know. I figured yeah. if I figured if that would be an off the beaten path. Yeah, yes. it's a good, really good guess. Yeah. All right, um, what player's new contract marks the first time in NFL history that a player's average annual value exceeded the entire league's first salary cap from 1994? So in 1994, the league salary so that was cap, the first salary cap was in 1994. 94. So there's a trivia question within a trivia question. All right, so let me care take to a guess, guess the yeah, salary cap. Let me just yeah, guess at what it is because I kind of know where we're at with players' contracts. Yep. I know the big thing now is this hundred million club, like the guys that got a hundred million dollar contracts, and that's what everybody wants. So you, I certainly do. Pro- problem is these quarterbacks are making way more than the average, you know, the average, you know, good receivers. I want to say it's got to be maybe forty billion dollars. Does that great, sound right? Great guess. Thirty-four point six. Oh, okay. All right. I went higher. Okay. So ninety-four. Thirty-four point six. All right. Thirty-four point. Okay. So wow! So we just got somebody at thirty-five million a year, average annual value. Okay. Uh, see, I thought that that was broken already. So I'm sorry. Did you phrase it that this just happened? Yes. Or did you just ask who's me? 
what players recently signed contracts recently signed is the contract. first time in history that the average value has exceeded the entire initial salary cap of the league. Right. I'm going to take a guess. And even though there's the another guy. contract that could come that's more than this, it doesn't matter because this was the first time it happened, so it's its own trivia question. It won't be one of those that falls out. All right. See, I'm, I'm torn because I feel like there's two. One guy's definitely a Hall of Fame quarterback, and the other guy is in that you know talk but needs to win a little bit more that have recently received. I, I'm going to say Matt Ryan. Was it Russell Wilson? Yes. Shh. Hey, you're right there, man. Did Matt Ryan sign recently? Last year, oh, he signed. I, last yeah, I think his his value his deal was last year. Okay, so I thought he had. I thought he was the guy with the most. Nope. All right, because I know we had that one about how nobody was in the playoffs of the six quarterbacks that make the most money. None of them made the playoffs, playoffs which is ridiculous. But then Russell just signed, even yeah. though he was in the playoffs. Yeah. But. So that changed the. Uh, so he got the most money, huh? Yep, he's the highest paid guy right now. Yeah, All right, let's. He uh, deserves it because they put nothing around him. Ever since Marshawn Lynch left, I mean, they let that offensive line crumble. What is that franchise without him? Oh, they, they're trash. But they always get credit for being this great defense. And yeah, Pete Carroll and his defense and the Legion of Boom and all. And this is like, not is doing really, anything this is really pre- This is really pretty simple. Like, if you don't have a franchise quarterback, you don't have a shot in today's NFL. No. Just not, there's not much. No, the thing that's strange, though, is your best shot in this is the rookie NFL quarterback is getting a guy on a yeah. rookie deal who could play. Yeah. Because then you could surround them. That's right. You have to pay them no, thirty. That's what I'm hopeful. We're going into year two. I've got like three years after this, then the fourth year, which is the the option year you get, and then a potential franchise year. So you know that's what you want. Um, I'm right, interested to see if what the Packers did is going to work because what clearly they had to pay Rodgers, and they just went out and drafted defense for like three or four seasons. Right. With the first three picks, it's just all defense. Defense. All defense, defense. So now it's like. Can we actually compete well, defensively without add, having to pay anybody? But you've also just added some pass rushers in the market. Yeah. So that's what I mean. All, all of our money has been spent towards defense. defense. So, like, can we have a good defense? Got to keep that guy upright. A star quarterback is it enough to get it done? I don't know. We'll see. Scatling, Valdez, Scatling. Uh, I just love that name. Uh, let's move on to a- geography history. What do you a- got? Quantumaeus. You don't like that name? I like that name too. Quantumaeus St. Brown. St. Brown. That's the best part. Yeah. St. Brown. And he's from Notre Dame. That's clearly, hey, he was on their radar. Uh, where are we had geography, geography history? history. You're asking me, and then I got one for you. Who predicted he would die on July the second, fifteen sixty six? Nostradamus. Yes, <laughs> that's a good prediction. And he died was, on so, that day. Yeah, that's all. Do we really know? I don't know. I, I don't even know I, I don't that, know. that. I don't even know what that guy. You know, I, I read all these quatrains. I remember that was a big thing. Yeah. And like you know, they but then they started interpreting it for everything. It's right? Like, oh no, no uh, yeah, he, he, Nostradamus uh, predicted George Bush. Oh, did he? Here's the problem with Nostradamus: you, you learn about him in about the sixth grade, right? And they tell you how he predicted World War II. He predicted the Kennedy assassination. He predicted the, and you think to yourself, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing!" And, and then, then when you get older them. and you read about it, it's like, ah, this is bullshit. The triple crow flies <laughs> by the night. This is nonsense. That means it's Kennedy. Soon he will meet his ultimate demise. Nostradamus predicted that. What the, are you uh, talking about? That has nothing. That makes no sense at all. Right. It's like, yeah, no, no, no. That's predicting World War Two. See the eagle who flies from the west. That's us. That's us. Oh, <laughs> oh God. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah. 
If it was like, hey, 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 my name's Nostradamus. There's going to be a dude named Adolf Hitler. Then that'd be something else. Now that's impressive. (laughs) Now that's impressive. He he did not get to that. All right. Um. Oh, speaking of uh, Adolf Hitler, what did you think of the scene in the last? Speaking of Adolf Hitler, (laughs) yeah, because I I know he bothers you. Oh yeah. yeah. Speaking, (laughs) not my favorite guy. No. What did you think of the scene? Uh, where Danny was on top of the steps in the last episode. Of I thought Game they were trying to make him look like, make I mean, her look definitely, like Hitler. right? Yeah, with the, you... with the Targaryen banner draped in Drape red, and she's in black just... leather, and she starts screaming in high Valerian. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was <laughs> pretty. A mob of people. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like, okay. So this is the direction you're going. So what did you think of the scene? Uh, not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. Uh, I loved it. Plus the fact that, uh, can you explain to me how My the long winter, the, the longest winter ever is supposed to come, and all of a sudden King's Landing is a dried up barren desert, which has never been like that ever? Does that make any sense? Oh, well, wasn't it snow and ash mixed? No, 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 no. Before they eve like that scene where where before Melisandre's head got or Masandi's head got cut off. Oh, how and they're all, all meeting a there? Desert. Yeah, they're in a barren desert all of a sudden. Yeah, I didn't realize it was walled off either like that. <laughs> oh, well. there's enough plot holes to keep you going forever. Oh my god! Um, uh, did I answer your question? Yeah, you said Nostradamus pretty quickly. Yeah, that's the only. Who else would I possibly? <laughs> <You know. laughs> Come up who predicted? If the answer isn't Nostradamus, well, Mark Twain did predict that he would die on the day that he died. Except, yeah, the Halley's comet would later return. Than he predicted when Halley's comet would turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus did something about predictions too, right? There weren't, weren't there some there. He said he was going to come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So I would like to know if you have any idea what the study of nuclear semiotics is, Nick. Not going to ask it like that on the quiz. I have a way to phrase this, but do you have any idea what nuclear semiotics is? If I knew about nuclear semiotics, it was probably because you would have had to teach me about it, so you know that I don't. Okay. So nuclear semiotics is a study about how to communicate to people 10,000 years from now about the dangers of the nuclear waste we are burying all over the world. Well, that's nice of us. Isn't it? So people. So we've got these kind of pretty little pictures, and right, and it's like, hey, we're we're pretty much protecting ourselves for ten thousand years. We're saying, what we're doing with this nuclear waste is going to last about about ten thousand till we're all dead. But if you find it in the deep future, beware because you're all going to die from it pretty quickly. So we, but the thing is, by ten thousand years from now, almost all known languages will have been gone. All known people, society, everything we think about, according to this study. Wiped clean. In 10,000 years? By 10,000 years. And, and what's the driving force of that? They, they predict population. mass extinction. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you get a, a, a mu- genetic mutation that goes in, starts creating disease. that wipes. It happens basically all the time throughout history. Plagues pretty much wipe out the population when it gets out of control, like it is. Right. So, you know it's coming, folks. Um, but that's, but they got these, uh, pictures on a lighter note on a lighter note. Yeah. Yeah. So what is that picture? What am I looking but meanwhile, at? So meanwhile, right. I see a man running. The whole, right, the, 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 whole po- the whole point is supposed to scare people. And they determined that this sign is, the is good. Sign? No, they're just not going to know what to make of this. Like they're going to think, what does this mean? Do I, does it mean I'm getting symbol, sun? And then there's yeah, poison. They're not going to know what the nuclear running. symbol is. Right. They're not going to know what a skull... And somebody's like, well, the skull and bones almost skull always signify death. You know if you run into a skull and right. bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except the fact that it was also the Jolly Roger pirate ship flag. 
Except the fact that it's also the logo of the L.A. Raiders, or of the, you know, Oakland Raiders. So in, the, yeah, in but, that distant but future. But the pirate flag, I mean, if you saw that pirate flag, you know you're, you're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I think the skull and crossbones is a good. You're right. The nuclear symbol, I mean, that could be. What does be, that mean? That, that looks like the sun. symbol if it was. <laughs> I mean, who knows? What is that, a whirly wheel? I mean, yeah. you're not going to have any idea. Anyway, I think it's fascinating that people right now are sitting here the having. The guy running and the arrow pointing, like. Run this way. Run, leave. Yes. Death, death, leave. Yeah, skull and crossbones, guy running. Guy running that way. Go away. It's good. It's it's, good. It's good <laughs> but it's funny. We have a whole study, and what we've come up with is skull, crossbones, stick figure running. Mm. Uh, that's where we're at with uh, nuclear uh, semiotics. All right, let's see if you know this one here. What city, one of the largest in the United States... Gets its name from a wild relative of the onion. Vidalia? Is there a city in the U.S. named Vidalia that's one of the largest? I, in my head, there is. No. I what, just created what, it. What city, one of the largest in the U.S., gets its name from a wild relative of the onion? Okay, a wild. Like this. One of the largest in the U.S. And I love these just because it's a it's a word you use all the time, a city you think about all the time, and it never never occurred to me where the name came from. Sure, 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 like, sure. No, it came from that. I, I thought that for my whole life with Boca Raton. Never knew. Oh, the, it's um, rat's mouth. The explorer LaSalle named named it after the Philadelphia uh, abundance of garlic growing in the uh, forest. No, Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. Yeah, but it's, so what does that mean? Philadelphia, yeah. Delphia is a city. City in Greek. of yeah. Isn't Phila love, brotherly brother? Love? Oh, maybe it is. Yeah. I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah, it could be Phila. Um, brotherly. City. Charlotte. Charlotte it's is named name. after Charlotte. Yeah, I know, but maybe that's. I'm, I don't know different species of onions. No, I mean this city was named this because an explorer went there and was like, "Look at all these onion-looking things." Oh, let's call it this. Let's call it Onion Land. <laughs> right. East Coast, so it's an explorer. They're not making it to the West Coast. I don't know that for sure, though. Could have been exploring in. Just start at the largest city in the U.S. and go down until you don't know the origin of the city. <laughs> Try it like that. Yeah, What's so, the largest okay. city so in the U.S.? So we got New York. We know where that we comes from. We know where that comes from. So we got Philly. We know where that comes Baltimore's Lord Baltimore. Washington, D.C. Well, what's the... I mean, go in order. What's the second largest city in the U.S.? L.A. Okay, so you know it's not that. Right. It's city of Angels. Chicago. Chicago. Where's that name come from? I don't know. I think it's like uh, Indian or, or, uh, or Native American. The Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. A wild onion. Oh. Grows in the forests of the region. It's the all Chicago <laughs> quiz today, folks. <laughs> We're getting the city of brotherly love. The, so Chica- the Chicago? Chicago. But is that an Indian word for onion? It's an Indian word for onions. Okay. See, I wouldn't have, Wild onions. But that's the whole thing. Like, I knew Chicago was an Indian term. That's why I wasn't going to say it because I didn't realize it was an Indian right, term. Right, but it's for not onion. named after, like, the Chicago Indians. No, it's named like how a lot of those Chicago onion. Right, a lot of those Indian names come from like the Indian tribes. You are no longer the Windy City; you are the Onion City. The Onion City. There's something about uh, you can do something uh, to not cry when you're cutting onions. I read something recently. Oh yeah, (sighs) I think keep them cold. That's what I keep them in the fridge, and then I cut them. Nah, there's something super cool. It's like, did you know that if you do this, you will not cry? Smell vinegar. 
I no. Uh, I would like to to find this out. I'm going to ask you this question while I while you think yeah, of this go, question. Go I will look up the right. onion thing. Um, okay, so Chad Stalensky, the director of the John Wick movies, came to prominence as a stunt double in what movie film? The Matrix. Yes. Did wow. you know that? No, I didn't. The director of, of John Keanu. Wick. Is was Keanu Reeves' stunt double for The Matrix? That's amazing. Isn't that awesome? What him. what a career advancement! Yes, Keanu. One day I will be making movies that's, with you. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's the biggest thing out there. The John Wick series, people yeah. love it. Knocked Endgame off of the what I love of about it is he he does all that. Like Keanu Reeves, oh, does literally himself. is that guy. He trains morning, noon, and night with the weapons and everything else. He does his own. It's incredible how good he is. You do not want to mess. Yeah, if he loves a, that stuff. If there's a human being you do not want to come across in the in apocalyptic times, it's him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he is, and he will the, be a warlord. By all accounts, he's one of the nicest guys. That's what I hear out there. So uh, good for you, Chad. Right, so we're in entertainment now. Yeah, throw a question my way. What '80s arcade game was controlled with uh, handlebars built into the cabinet? You love arcades. Oh, I sure in the do. '80s. What was the game that had the handlebars built into the cabinet? Was it Rad Racer? Nope. That was like a more of a steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. Talking handlebars. Excite bike? Not excite bike. Dirt bike. It was like a BMX bike. No. Excite bike is a uh, is a good one. That was a Nintendo game, right? First. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Oh man, you're gonna be like, you gotta be kidding me. With handlebars, but it was a was it a like to control a vehicle? Yeah, it was to control a bike. Yeah, I don't. I'm just blanking on the name because Excite Bike's what I had from Nintendo, but I forgot what the name of the the game is. Right, but you're thinking of like a race. You're thinking of like a dirt bike. Yeah, yeah, that's not a dirt bike game. I don't know, Paperboy. Oh my God, Paperboy, the remember original you, paper delivery. Yeah, yeah I remember papers. that game. <laughs> it was so stupid, and you have to like hit the house, but sometimes you'd miss and you like you get flick extra it. points if you threw it through the window or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? break a window. I love Paperboy. My complaint was it got too hard too fast. Like the first level was real manageable, and then by level two, it was just cars coming everywhere, and it got very difficult. But Paperboy. So, uh, for starters, cut the root last. Second, cut the onion in cold water. Okay. If you submerge it in cold water. It's just, if you leave it in your fridge yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you cut it when it's cold, right. you, you don't cry. You're fine. That's but you got to cut the root. Uh, yeah, the root has well, the root, last. The, ones I the buy root don't has the root a higher on. concentration of the enzymes that make you cry. The, the onions I buy, they take the root off already. <laughs> the onions I buy have no root. <laughs> they They've been I, I never had to deal with a root. Never had to deal I'm not with pulling a, them out of the what ground. Is, what is a root? Yeah, I have this rule. If I could buy eight of them for two dollars, I don't grow them myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If the price, like bananas, I'm I not going to go to the trouble of trying to figure out how to grow bananas. I heard this uh, this food guy talking about uh, barbecue, and somebody called it and they're like, you know, how do I how do I do this like gamey stuff? You know, like uh, I like to hunt. And and the guy goes, yeah, you know, I mean, that's why I don't really like to hunt. <laughs> Food's not that good. No, it really isn't. <laughs> no. Somebody's fed me lean. like a piece of venison. Too lean. Yeah, it's it's just, just, yeah. 
Yeah, he's like, that's why I don't hunt. Oh, food's not that good. The food's not that good. <laughs> Need me some barbecue sauce. All right, folks, that does it for episode 111 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast for Nick. My name is Drew. We will see you next week, everybody. This has been the Quizzo Trivia